Hey, good to see you here. You are currently listening to Inspire Church Metro Manila. We are one church in multiple locations, and we exist to inspire people to fulfill their God-given potential. We are so glad that you're tuning in right now. Welcome home. Learn more about us by visiting inspiremetro.live. Lean in and enjoy. Hey, Inspire Church, welcome to our Sunday's Best Online Experience. I'm Nolan, location pastor here in Inspire Church, Metro Manila. I'm so thankful that you're tuning in right now. You are literally not just watching a TV. You're not just watching some show. You are about to encounter the presence of God. So if you're here in Metro Manila, welcome. If you're all around the world watching globally, we would love to welcome you also. We know we are in some uncertain times. We're quarantines. Maybe some of you are already in a general quarantine. But I want you to know I've been holding on to two verses during this time. The first verse is Romans 8.28. It's that we truly can hold on to that God will make good out of this situation for those of us who love them. So maybe you're in this situation and you're feeling, man, what's going on? I want you to know that God will make good. Listen to me. God will make good. The other verse I hold on for every online experience is found in James 4.8. Draw near to God and God will draw near to you. Listen to me. Draw near to God and God will draw near to you. What does that mean? Because you're tuning in. It doesn't matter if you're in your bed. It doesn't matter if hindi ka panaligo, if you haven't taken a shower. It doesn't matter if you're standing there with your family, uh, on the couch, or wherever you are. God wants an encounter with you today. But let's be honest right now. Like I said, we're living in a world of uncertainty. We're living in a, a time where many of us might be feeling unsure. And if that's you, I'm speaking specifically to you. I'm speaking to us. Some of us here, we're unsure of things. And I've realized this, when we are unsure of things, unsure of maybe finances, unsure of the future, unsure of our family, unsure of our kids, unsure of what is it going to look like? Our job? We're unsure. And I realize when we are unsure, it elicits so many unwanted emotions. Some of you, some of us, you might be frustrated. And because of that, there might be anger. You're just snapping at family members for no reason. Maybe you've got a lot of anxiety. Maybe you feel depressed. Maybe you're sad and just confused. You're not alone. This is a time of that many of us are unsure. But what do we do when we're feeling like this? What do we do when we feel unsure? That's what I want to talk about today. And so today, I want you to know if you feel unsure, what we have to do is this. We got to hold on to what is sure. When you're unsure, we got to hold on to what is unsure. So I'm going to read from Philippians chapter 1. I'm going to do something a little different. 
just to honor the Word of God wherever you're at. Would you just stand? Is that okay? Would you just stand on your couch? Would you stand in your bedroom? Stand up. If you're sitting in your car, don't stand. <laughs> but Philippians chapter 1, it says this. This letter from Paul and Timothy, slaves of Christ Jesus, I am writing to all of God's holy people in Philippi who belong to Christ. Jesus, including the church, church's leaders and deacons. Verse 2, listen to this. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. Verse 3, I love this part. Paul speaking. Every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. Whenever I pray, I make my requests for all of you with joy. For you have been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ from the time you first heard it until now. And I am certain, woo, I am sure, come on now, I am certain that God who began a good work within you will continue His work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. Today I got a message for you all over the world. And the title of my message is this. You ready? The title of my message is, I am sure. Oh, I need you right now to say that. I am sure. Get on your keyboard. Sit down again. Type that on the keyboard. Type that in the chat box. I am sure. I am sure. I am sure. Would you pray with me? Lord, I thank you that we can be sure of who you are, of what you do. And so, Lord, some of us here right now, we are going through things. There are some things that we are uncertain of. There are some things we are unsure of. Holy Spirit, we invite you into every living room. We want to encounter with you right now. And we pray by the end of this online experience that we will be sure of who you are. We will be sure of what you do. We will be sure of what you're doing. Lord, help us. Lord, guide us. Lord, we love you. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody in the house says amen. Amen. Type amen right now. Hey, give somebody an air high five, a virtual hug, wherever you're at. Come on, elbows. Come on now, elbows. I love it. I love it. I love it. Hey, welcome. Welcome once again. If you're just tuning in, you are watching Inspire Church Metro Manila Sunday's best online experience, and I'm Pastor Nolan, and I got a message for you. For us who are unsure of these uncertain times, who are feeling frustrated, anxious, just different types of emotions, the title of my message is, I am unsure. A couple of months ago, a couple of months ago, I went through one of the craziest experiences. I don't know if it's crazy for you, but it's crazy for me. So a couple of months ago, I was at church here in Quezon City. And we were having our services, and we have about five services. Five, right? We have five? Four. Four. We have four. I thought we had five. Uh, we have four. And in between services, between the morning and the afternoon services, I decided to go home and just take a little rest, you know, refresh up a little bit. And I didn't want to drive. So I took a, a grab car, and I went, came back after preached the afternoon services, preached 7 p.m. service, hung out with the church. And at the end of the service, ready to go home, I get to the car, and guess what? 
I can't find my keys. Come on now. I couldn't find my keys. I'm looking all over. I'm searching. I retrace my steps. I go back to the office. I go back into the, the sanctuary. I'm looking for my keys. I'm asking the dream teamers. I'm asking my kids. I can't find my keys. And so this is what I do. I got to go back home. Maybe I left it there. So I get in the grab car with my family. We go. We're looking around. Check everywhere. I'll look over under my bed, in the couch, everywhere. I can't find my keys. Anybody relate, right? Anybody here lost their keys? Put you up. That's me on the chat if that's you, right? And, and so if you've ever lost your keys, what do you do? You feel frustrated. You feel confused. I'm angry. I'm getting mad at people I shouldn't get mad at. <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying this, but I'm a pastor. But yeah, I started blaming people. I blame my wife. I go, babe, I thought I gave it to you. She's like, you didn't give it to me. No, I gave it to you. <laughs> but forgive me, Lord. And I started blaming people. I started doing all of these things. And I was like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Why? Because I was unsure of where my keys were. But thank God. I finally found them after a while. I'll tell you later where they were. But the thing is, what I'm trying to illustrate is this. When I lost it, when I was unsure of where my keys were, all of these emotions came out. I was angry. I was frustrated. I was blaming. I was confused. I was thinking about what's going to happen. How much am I going to have to pay for another key? I don't have that money. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But here's the thing. When I did have the key, listen to me, when I did have the key over how many five years of never losing it, when I did have the key, the surety, the certainty of me having the key never elicited any emotions. I've never been like waking up in the morning and be like, oh my gosh, thank you, Lord. I have a key. I have my car key. Oh, wow. God is good all the time, all the time. God is good, right? See, the thing is, I started focusing when I didn't have it. I was focusing when I was unsure of it. And when I was unsure of it, all of these emotions came out. Why was it when I was sure I had it, things weren't coming out? I wasn't happy. I wasn't thankful. Why was it only when I was unsure? I think I'm going to let you know that the Times of being unsure, it makes the worst come out of us. Come on now, I'm speaking to somebody. Maybe you're here right now in these uncertain times of being in quarantine. Maybe the worst of you is coming out, right? Maybe you're always frustrated. Maybe you're always short-tempered. Maybe you're anxious. Maybe you're numbing and, and maybe you're idle. Maybe you're just worried. I want you to understand that today I want us to focus on what we are sure of. Hey, look, we know what we're unsure of, and we know the emotions that are coming out. But what if we focus on what we are sure of? What if we focus not on what is uncertain, but what is certain in God? I'm letting you know, when we focus on what we are sure of in God, those emotions, those blessings will always outweigh the uncertainty of our times. You might not know what's going to happen in the future. You might not know what's going to happen to your job. You might not know what's going to happen in, in your finances. And I know it's scary, but when you know the surety, the certainty of who God is and what God will do, it will overpower. It will outweigh anything that can happen in the uncertain. 
We got to be sure. See, the scripture I read, if we look back in Philippians chapter 1, it's a very interesting scripture. Paul, the Apostle Paul, St. Paul, he's writing to a church in Philippi, right? He's writing to a church called the Church of the Philippians. And it's very interesting what he says. He says here, you know, he's intentionally communicating to them. He's writing to them. This is not an email. This is not a text. This is an intentional letter that takes a while to get to them. He is also, it says that he's sending grace and peace. Listen to me. He's sending grace and peace. He's sending it to every saint. He's also saying this, I'm thankful, man. I'm so thankful. He's remembering each one of them. Ooh, I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for Joe. I'm thankful for Peng. I'm thankful for this. I'm, th I'm thankful. I'm thankful. And he's even saying, I'm so thankful that you are still living out the gospel. This is Paul, and he's writing, man, I'm praying for you. I'm writing to you. I'm thankful for you. I'm thinking about you. I'm excited that you're gospel-focused. You're still on mission. And I'm just, it's just very interesting that Paul has this positive attitude, this grateful heart, this thanksgiving. And you might be saying, yeah, maybe if I was like Paul during this time, I would be okay also. But let me give you a context of where he is when he's writing this letter. Paul right now, while he's writing this letter, listen to me, it's going to surprise you. Right now, while he's writing this letter and he's saying, I'm thankful, here's some peace, here's some grace. I love you guys. I miss you guys. I'm excited. Listen, listen. He is writing in prison. He's in prison, guys. Not only he's in prison, he's scared for his life. He's not sure if he's going to be able to meet them again. He's not sure if this is the end. He's stuck. He's captured. He's in captivity. What would it feel like if you were in prison? Maybe you feel imprisoned right now. Maybe you feel imprisoned by fear. Maybe you feel imprisoned by hurt. Maybe you feel imprisoned by being in a toxic environment right now. How did Paul do that? How did Paul say, thank you? Oh my gosh, I'm so thankful for you. I believe in you. Thankful for all of you. I love you guys. You are amazing. You are great. That, that, oh, I, I, I'm so thankful. How did he do that? How did he stay in that attitude? How did he stay so positive? How did he stay there? See, the only way he was able to focus, the only way he was able to stay strong, listen to me, is he was not focused in what he was unsure of. He was focused in what he was sure of. He wasn't focused on what was uncertain. He was focused on what was certain in God. And so I don't know where you're at today. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what you're experiencing. But my goal as your pastor today is that we leave this place certain that God is good. Certain that God is for us. That we will not focus on what is unsure like when I lost my keys but we will be grateful for what is sure today and what is in front of you somebody in their house say amen can I get an amen in this place amen so these are things that I want you to be sure of you ready I want you to be sure I'm gonna give you four things that Paul was sure of 
that we can be sure of today. You guys ready? Get your Bibles, get your notebooks, get your whatever you're going to write on. These are four things you can be sure of today. Number one, number one, we can be sure of this. You ready? Here we go. This is going to surprise you a little bit, but hold on. Stay strong. Stay connected. Stay online. Don't switch off right now. Number one, write this down. Type this out. Number one, we could be sure of, I will have trials and sorrows. <laughs> I will have trials and sorrows. Type that in there. I will have, type it in the chat. I will have trials and sorrows. What? That's very encouraging, Pastor. Inspire Church. So inspiring. What did you learn at Inspire Church Sunday online experience? Well, Ma, I learned um, I will have trials and sorrows. <laughs> Let me give you some scriptures. Like, look, don't, don't tune out right now. John 16, 33 says, I told you this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, where are you? You're on earth. If you didn't realize, <laughs> you're on earth. You will have many trials and sorrows. Listen to me. John says, you will have many trials and sorrows. Actually, this is Jesus speaking in the book of John. You will have trials and sorrows. And again, you my problem talaga. You will have problems. You will. Look, look what it says in 1 Corinthians 10:13. We can get oh yeah, the temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. In other words, you're not the only one going through temptations. You're not the only one going through trials. You're not the only one going through sorrows. Why you're probably wondering, why pastor? Why Nolan? Why, do, why should I be sure that I will be going through trials and sorrows? This is the thing. When we get surprised, that's when we feel out of balance. When something we weren't expecting happens, that's when we feel nervous. That's when we feel scared. That's when we feel anxious. So I want you to understand. I want you to be sure right now that you will have trials. That you will have sorrows. Why? So you won't get surprised. I don't want you to get surprised. For example, at my house, there's times when in our condo, we have water interruptions. See, when, the, when, when, our, when our clubhouse or when our, 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 our office or whatever, they let us know. They say, hey, we're going to have a water interruption at this time to this time. No stress. We just save up water. We know what's going to happen. But if all of a sudden I'm ready to shower and there's no water, oh no, I'm stressed. I'm not prepared. What's going on? Where's the water? I'm going to let you know. There's going to be a time where you, you will experience trials and sorrow. You will experience pain. You might be going through it right now, but don't be surprised. Get ready. Be sure of it. It will come. So be prepared. Welcome to Inspire Church. <laughs> but that's not where I want to leave us. Yes, we'll be sure of that, but that's not where we're going to hold on to. If you're tuning in right now and you just saw that we will have trials and sorrows, Stay on. I got more. If you've been tuning on, don't check out now, right? This is going to be the worst message ever if you leave right now. Don't leave right now, right? <laughs> Number two, what we need to be sure of is this. Number two will be, I will overcome. Woo! I'm sure. What are you going to be sure of? I'm sure I will overcome. I, I'm sure I will overcome. He says here, I love it. He says, I've told you that that you may have peace in me here on earth. You will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart. Take heart. Have joy. Don't be sad. 
Don't be scared. Don't be confused when you have trials and sorrow. But take heart. Get ready. Get excited. Because, Jesus says, I have overcome the world. Come on now. Somebody say amen. Jesus has overcome the world. You can overcome. Pastor, I'm going through pain right now. Pastor, I'm confused right now. Pastor, I'm going through stuff right now. You will overcome. Listen to me. You will overcome. You will overcome. I've been watching um, my good friends online all the time. Jonah and Via, they're working out like every single day. I, I, I watch them. I watch their Instagram while I eat. <laughs> and, and I see them. It's hot. It, it's hard. It's sweaty. You're alone. And they keep doing it every single day. I know it's painful to work out, especially when it's uncomfortable. You don't got the AC of a gym. Why are they doing it? Because they are looking at the end goal. So it doesn't matter the pain. It doesn't matter the uh, um, being uncomfortable. They continue because they're holding on to overcome. See, we got to understand that that pain you're feeling right now is not the ending. That pain you're feeling right now is just a process. And so continue. Hold on. Be sure you will have trials. You will have problems. But you can be sure you will overcome. Oh, I'm preaching right now. I'm preaching in your living room. I'm preaching in your bedroom. You will overcome. So take heart. Have joy. Number three, the thing we can be sure of is this. What God started, he will finish. Listen, listen. What God started, he will finish. I sense the Holy Spirit speaking to me right now to you. A lot of your worry is, I started this though. I started this business. I started this relationship. I just had my momentum. I started my, 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 own, my own company. I started doing well. Well, what's going to happen now? Like, what's good? Personally, I'm going to share a story. Before this quarantine, we were moving. We're, we're supposed to move from our venue here in this amazing place, El Tarazo, who treated us very well for the couple of years we've been here. And God made a miracle, and he gave us Vertis North on the fourth floor, about a thousand square meters on the fourth floor of Vertis North Mall in Quezon City. And it was a miracle. And we're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And all of a sudden, we're, we're raising funds, you know, for the build-out. We got to raise about 20 million pesos. We're doing all of these things. And now, boom, pandemic. Boom, quarantine. Boom, everything on hold. I'm going to let you know. I'm worried. What are we going to do? Are we going to get in the mall? What's going to happen? How are we going to raise that money? What's going to happen? But I'm holding on. I could... I could I could focus on what I'm unsure of all day. It's not going to do nothing for me. It's just going to make me worse. You could focus on un being unsure all day. It's not going to fix it. What can we fix? What can we, we can't do nothing. So what do we hold on to? We hold on to what we are sure of. And we are sure that what God started, He will finish. Woo! What God started, He will finish. What God started, he will finish. And the wor what's the worst case scenario if I love Jesus? The worst case scenario is this. I'm going to go to heaven if I die. If, all the, if the worst thing happens and I die, it's not even the worst thing. God will complete it in heaven. So hold on, church. Is this good? Hold on. Be sure of these things. 
Be sure of these things. We, we got too many things that we are uncertain of. But we have so many things that we can be certain of. Be sure that what God started, He will finish. Well, the fourth one is this. I want you to hold on to this. You ready? This is so good right now. I'm, I'm high-fiving myself because I could high-five myself. There's no social distancing for yourself. High-five. <laughs> high-five yourself right now. Let's go, right? Hey. Hey. <laughs> Number four. I am sure of God's love. Listen, listen, listen. I'm sure of God's love. God is not flaky. God is not, you know, emotional. God is not, you know, uncertain. Does he love me? Does he love me not? Does he love me? Does he love me not? No. Be sure. Listen to me. Some of you here, you're not sure. I need you to be sure. Be sure that God loves you. So basic, Nolan. I wish it was. But it's like, the key, my car key is so basic. I have it every single day. But I don't pay attention to it. I'm not thankful for it. Only when it's gone, then I'm worried. I wonder if God's love has become so normal for us that we forgot the power of God's love. I wonder if we're in a position right now that we might say we know it, but we don't know it. I was reading this article about children who, who lack affection in their life. It's an article that says that what happens to a child when they lack affection? And it says this, when a child is a product of a lack of affection, they develop, develop behaviors and expressions that manifest their pain and unease. The child doesn't understand what's happening to them, especially if they're very small. An unloved child sees the world as a threatening place, like they're all alone hear that it says when a child lacks affection and doesn't feel that affection it starts to manifest in wrong ways they feel threatened over and over they feel like they're in living in a world that is unsafe see maybe you're an adult you're not a child anymore but you feel like you're living in a, in a, a place that's threatening you all of a sudden all these things are manifesting in your life what are those manifestations when we feel like we're not loved? When we feel like we're trying to do this alone? Some of these manifestations are this. We look for that love somewhere else. You try to gain that love somewhere else. Try to find it in your job. You try to find it in your accomplishments. You try to find it in your skills. You try to find it from someone. And so when they don't give it to you, the world seems lost. Another manifestation when you don't feel the love of God or you don't know the love of God, we try to be in control. You try to control every little single detail because if you feel out of control, you feel lost, you feel alone, you feel like it's not going to work, the world is gone. 
Here's another thing if you don't know about God's love. It all depends on us. It feels like if, I, if I'm going to do it, I need it. And you're going to have trust issues. But listen to Romans 8.35. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean He no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or are hungry or destitute or in danger or in threatened with death? No, nothing can separate us from God's love. Yes, you might feel that pain. Yes, you might feel unsure. Yes, you might feel like you've lost your job. Yes, you might feel like there's no finances coming in. Yes, you might feel like you are alone. But listen to me. There is nothing that can separate you from God's love. You might have done something that you wish you didn't do. You might have said something that you wish you didn't say. You might have not been a church for a long, long time. But I'm telling you, God has brought you to this place for me to remind you that God God loves you. He will not separate His love from you. If you love Him and He loves you, nothing can shake you. Nothing can take you apart. So what do we do? What do we do? If I'm sure of all these things, what do I do? How do I make sure I don't make it a cycle again? How do I make sure I, I, I don't focus on the uncertainty of things again? How do I make sure that I'm not living scared and afraid again? This is what we got to do. Listen, church. Church, listen. You guys with me? This is it right here. Number one, don't take for granted what God has granted. Woo don't take for granted what God has granted. The Bible says in Colossians 4.2, Devote yourself to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. How do we make sure? How do we make sure? Don't take things for granted that God has granted. Hey, look, God has granted you a family. God has granted you a computer. God has granted you a phone that you're watching. God has granted you so many things. But we must stay thankful. Be thankful. Every day, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Right now, just say thank you, Lord. Type it right now. Thank you, Lord. Somebody type it. Thank you, Lord. Mom, it's Mother's Day. We are thankful for you, Mom. We love you, Mom. Thank you so much. Be thankful. Be thankful. Be thankful. Make sure. Be thankful. The second thing is this. Make sure your compass. Make what is sure your compass. See, one of the things that causes fear at times is we don't know the steps we're going to take. We don't know what we're supposed to do. We don't know if I'm going to do this or if I'm going to do that. What steps? Lord, what's my next step? What's my next direction? Please understand, God might not give you the next steps. God might not give you exactly what to do. But what we got to do is this. We got to make sure God's love. We will overcome all of these things. We got to make sure that it is our compass. What does it mean when it's our compass? Our compass means this, that we will overcome. We might not know the direction exactly, but we know where to direct our lives. We know who's directing our lives. There we go. 
This is the word from God for you today. You might not know exact directions, but you must hold on to who's directing your life. You might not know the steps, but you need to hold on to who created the path. His name is Jesus. Oh, I'm speaking to somebody right now. He is your God. Be sure of it. Make him your compass. And the last one is this. It's time to be sure. It's time to be sure. It's simple. It's time to be sure. Be sure there, there will be trials. Be sure you will overcome. Be sure God will finish what he started. Be sure of God's love. We got to be sure. We got to be sure. Listen, 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 listen. I'm certain. Listen, I'm certain when I'm uncertain. I'm sure even when I'm sure, unsure. I, I, I know even when I don't know. Look, I might not be sure of what's going to happen. I might not be certain of what steps I'm going to take. I might not know what's going to happen with my job. But what I know, what I'm sure, what I'm certain is that God will never leave me. God will never forsake me. God is with me. God loves me. God will overcome. God God will guide me. I might not know the steps, but God created the path. God loves you. God loves you. So maybe it's been a while that you were sure of God's love. Maybe you thought you had to earn God's love. You don't. Because God loves you so much that he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for the forgiveness of your sins. And so if you're here today, I know you I know I know this spoke to you. I know it resonated in your soul. So in these uncertain times, we got to hold on to what is certain. And so you don't have to be unsure of your salvation. It's time to be sure. So wherever you're at, in a little bit, I'm going to ask you, if you want Jesus in your life and you want to be sure that he is your Lord and your Savior, and you want to be sure that when you die, you will go to heaven, and you want to be sure that what God started, he will finish, then you got to be sure of your relationship with Jesus. So wherever you're at right now, in just a little bit, I'm going to ask you to type into the chat, I receive Jesus, or put a hand emoji. But let's pray real quick, all right? Let's pray. Would you repeat this prayer with me? Would you say, Jesus, thank you that I've been worried, I've been afraid, I've been scared. I've been trying to control things. I've been trying to do things on my own. But it's not helping. And so today, I lean on you. I surrender my life to you. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Forgive me of all my sins. In Jesus' name. We all say, Amen. Amen. Amen.
That is one of the best decisions ever. Hey, look, 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 come on now. If you did that, if you prayed that prayer, listen to me. If you prayed that prayer right now in the chat, say, I prayed that prayer. Just put it right now. I received Jesus. Type that. Uh, or put a hand emoji. I, I put a hand emoji. Just type it in the chat right now. From, from, the, from, from the morning service, wherever you're at right now, there's going to be someone who's going to just congratulate you. Don't be shy. Get that courage. Find that courage right now. Type it in the chat. I prayed that prayer. I received Jesus. Come on. You know why? I forgot to add this, but here's one thing you could be sure of. You don't got to live life alone anymore. You have a family called the church. So type that right now. I prayed that prayer. I received Jesus. Hand emoji. And get to meet some of your new family members who are going to be with you during this time. We love you. We'll see you next Sunday. Hey. If you want to share this with your friends because you know they need it, go ahead. It's going to be a God-anointed time. Keep being you. Keep trusting God. We will overcome. Love you guys. Thanks for joining us and for listening to Inspire Church Metro Podcast. Stay in the loop by checking inspiremetro.live.